Hey Paul, what's a good indication that people you meet have genuine confidence? They're okay with who they are in their own skin. And when they screw up, make a mistake, have a failure, they don't have a problem with it because they know they're a human being and human beings make mistakes. Welcome to Through the Tuttle, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I tell a story of how his fumble in an important high school football game made him nervous that a college scout would react negatively to his blunder. However, it was his confidence to be honest about his mistake that won the day. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Paul, you have a great story that I think most people would rather forget (laughs) from when you were a high school senior and uh, last game of the season, and you guys are marching toward what would be the go-ahead touchdown in a game where a playoff seating is on the line. It's a big game. Stands are full. You guys are about to score a touchdown, and then you fumbled. (laughs) Yeah, everything was going great up until that point. We're moving down the field. We're in the flow. Call timeout. Coach gives us a play. We go to the, to the huddle. Wanted to catch the defense off guard. Called it on the quick sound. Right. Okay, the first sound. So, so you got to just get up there and go. So and because we, we had a little different formation. So I'm up under center. Um, um, I thought it was under center. <laughs> and and, uh, and I'm looking down the line, and I'm looking at the fact that someone's in the wrong position. This does not look right. Right. I didn't realize that it was actually me. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have the time to reset and change because we had the quick sound. The linemen were down the ground and they were starting to vibrate and he had to go. So I go, hut! And the ball just goes. The ball goes straight up in the air. Right. Because you were lined up under the guard. Because I was lined up behind the guard. Ah. Behind the guard. And our guy fell on it and about six servite friars fell on the top of him. And that was it. Game over. Game over. It was fourth down. I didn't mention that. It was fourth down. Yeah, it was fourth down, fourth and four. And so um, and so we lose the game, and they're one of our rivals. It was a one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me, right. because there were a variety of reasons behind it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I lined up behind the guard right. in a game right. when I was a starting quarterback, and everybody was counting on me to do the right thing. Yeah, and it didn't work out. Yeah, and you're like, it's it's the whole thing, man, in the arena. You're on that stage. It's not like a little mess up that nobody sees. You're in front of the whole student body. Everybody's there at the game, and. So it's a very public mistake. But what was interesting is the second part of that story is from what I understand, um, Paul Hackett was at the time recruiting you uh, to get you a scholarship to be a quarterback, uh, which obviously worked out. And um, he didn't see what happened because he had left the game early. And so he called you the next day and said, hey, you know, I heard a bunch of noise and a lot of commotion. And so what did you tell him? Like you could have at that point said, hey, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of loud, Coach. I don't. I don't know why there was. You know, but you you owned up to it. So game was on a Friday. I think he called me Saturday night. So I was still bummed out. Right. I mean, bummed out, and I was right. taking abuse from my teammates. Right. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was a gut check time. It was like, how could you do that? And, you know, you start having these sense of doubt, doubt about your yeah. abilities, and yeah. and he calls right. And he's the guy that's recruiting me to go to Cal. He was at Cal at the time. He's the right. quarterback coach. And Paul Hackett gives me a call. He says, hey, great job last night. You know, da-da-da. And I'm, I'm, st- I'm still in a funk. Right. So I'm like, oh, and he's telling yeah. you you played great. And you're like, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah, okay, yeah. 
And then he, then he says, <laughs> he says, hey, just what you said. Hey, you know, I was leaving and something happened on the field. I couldn't tell what was going on at the end of the game. What happened? In his story, he was already out of the stadium, so he heard something but didn't see it. And so- and Maybe so, got a glimpse of a scrum or didn't yeah, really- Yeah, but- He knew what happened. Right. He and I had never, ever talked about it until 40 years later. But anyway, in the conversation on the phone, there was this, it seemed like a pause. I paused for like two minutes because I'm trying to think, okay. How do I tell the guy all recruiting these... me to give me my college scholarship to play quarterback that I lined up under guard? Yeah, and one of my strengths was being a smart guy. <laughs> Throw that on top of the, that's like a little cherry on top. <laughs> right. Uh, so all these things, these different scenarios are going, whipping through my mind. How should I answer him? Does he really know the truth? Well, he'll find out. So I have this internal conversation. Right. Yeah, the good Paul, the bad Paul. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the good Paul won out. Because I was like, hey, it happened. Right. It was a bummer. We lost the game. Yeah. We got a game next week. Right. We're going to the playoffs regardless. It doesn't really matter. We can resurrect this. So whole you thing. told him that what happened. I said, Coach, you're not going to believe this, but I lined up behind the guard. Wow. And the center snapped the ball. Right. And then there was a long pause on his side. <laughs> and now you're going. And he okay. said, He All said, right, Am I still going to play college football? He's like, Oh God. Oh. <laughs> well, that's happened before. Oh wow, good. And when he said that. The first thing that I thought of was, you're my guy. Right. Wherever you go, I'm going. Right. Because he believed in me right. and enough to not take that little mishap, which right. actually big mishap, what cost us a game, but that mishap to represent who I was right. as a quarterback, yeah. as a person, as an individual, as a, the kind of character and integrity that I have to, yeah. to come out. But it, it you know, there's a great, just to interrupt yeah. you really quick, there's a great saying that we're not defined by our worst moments, right? And that's exactly a perfect example of that. If you define Paul McDonald, the quarterback, by that one moment, he's a failure, and why would Correct. you ever give him a chance? But Correct. obviously that's not true. Well, here was an opportunity for me to come clean, right. to tell the truth right. about myself when something incredibly embarrassing happened, and it was a major faux pas. And I did it, right. I did it, I came clean, and there was immense, I think, respect. I was gonna just say that. From his perspective towards me, because he, he knew, he had to know that was a difficult thing to, to spit out of your mouth. Right, and you were honest and you held yourself uh, accountable and didn't try and skirt around it. Yeah, and so I, I would imagine over the years that really strengthened your bond and created that, on both sides, right? Created that sense of trust and sense of uh, respect because you, you did come clean. And it was that bond between the two of us, that transparency, that uh, manifested itself in two Rose Bowl wins, a national championship win, right. an NFL playoff appearance in 1982 when he was my coach at Cleveland in, in 1982, uh, and him bringing me to Dallas in 1986. At the end when, of your career? At the end of my career for a couple, couple seasons. Right. Because he knew he could trust me. Right. And when you have those kinds of conversations in difficult moments, right. you develop respect and trust for one right. another. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people um, who lack confidence uh, tend to put on the dog, they tend to not be very honest about who they really are because they don't want people to see their insecurities. 
And um, I think they have to learn to understand, and would you agree that it's okay not to be perfect and it's okay to fail and grow from it rather than to hide it and pretend like you're something that you're not. I think everybody lives in this, their own little world, right. really. Yeah. Uh, this is how I envision things and right. this is the way it's supposed to turn out and this is the life I have and this is who I am. Um, as we know, being human beings, <laughs> Uh, there are bumps in the road, there are curves in the road, right. there are detours in the road that are all there for a specific reason. Yeah. Growth. Yeah. Growth. Paying attention to those opportunities that allow us to grow when we make a mistake. Right. And moving through those, <clears throat> moving through those opportunities into becoming a more evolved human being. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how you said you were all in our like on our own little bubble. It's almost like we're the star of our own movie. And we want that movie to be great, right? We want everything to be perfect. We want to have the great house, the great wife, the great kids, the great everything. And when anything goes a little sideways, um, I think for some people, especially it's the natural inclination is to try and hide that and pretend like everything's fine. And for the people who are really, I think, insecure, not only hide it, but actually over overcompensate by bragging and being kind of like that sort of super extroverted guy that seems like, you know, he's Mr. Confidence, but in reality, he's quite the opposite. Happens all the time. You, you, you see that. Um, some of the most financially successful people I know, they're not driving Lamborghinis. They're not right. driving Rolls Royces. They're driving, you know, um, Lincoln Continentals, which is a nice car. Right. But they could be going to get any car they want. Right. Um, and they don't need to put on a show because everyone knows who right. they are. Yeah. It's those people that... Uh, are out there that maybe <clears throat> they don't have the reputation or that other people know how successful or how impeccable they are with their uh, with their business. It's mostly around business and financial success. The material world. Right, the material world. Yes, it's the material world. Uh, I always say, you know, you judge a man or a woman by not what they do in public but what they do privately. Right. And if you're one and the same, if what you do privately is the same as how you behave publicly, uh, you've that's your authentic self. Yeah. Now that may be received well or not, it doesn't matter. That's 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 who you are. I learned a valuable lesson when I was doing radio. Okay, when I was doing radio for USC football for 15 years, um, when I first started, I tried to be perfect with my languaging. Yeah and how I say things, and what I say, and when I say it, and when I don't say it, instead of just being me. Yeah. And it took me two, three, four years of doing it, because you're on live radio for four hours. Right. Four hours, okay, right. so how do you fake it for four hours? Hard to do. Right. So I just said, screw it, I'm gonna be me. Right. And, and I made mistakes on the air, I said things that, were, that came out funny, that's not what I intended to say, or stumbled, and I remember, uh, because I was so comfortable with my play-by-play guy, Pete Arbogast, who was the best guy to work with, unbelievable partner. Um, I go, Pete, did I just say that? Shoot, here, here's what I wanted to say. <laughs> so just yeah. come clean with it. Right. You know, recognizing that, hey, I made a mistake. Right. And um, that's okay. And that's what people need to do. People need to understand that they are a human being. Yes. And they make mistakes. Athletes, especially because they're performing all the time, they're in the focus. You mentioned it. It's a very public thing. Any performer. You're in a sales meeting with a bunch of people uh, sitting around waiting to put on the show, and it doesn't yeah. go well. Yeah. 
so what? Yeah. Okay, what did you take away from that? Did you pay attention? Here, maybe here's how I can improve, this is what I can do better. Okay, next time I'll be better. Uh, that's how it occurred. You know, I ended up winning two or three awards um, for the Southern California Sports Broadcasters Association by being a radio uh, analyst of the year. Right. Okay, so people want to have relationships and see authentic people. 100%. And the other thing about it is you if you keep sort of pushing down your failures and pretending they don't exist, you never grow, right? Because you not your inability to acknowledge it and hold yourself accountable for what you maybe didn't do well keeps you ironically in that same position because you never grow from it. You know, I coached a lot of youth sports for my kids when I was growing up and inevitably after we lost the game, a parent or a kid would come up and blame the ref, right? And you're like, no, 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 no. You know, if anybody who's been around sports enough knows that out of 100 games, maybe one of them was lost because of bad calls by a ref. The other 99 losses were on the team that lost. You know, it's just, so how do you get better? That's the next step. How do you get better? You made a mistake. You didn't win a game. Whatever it is that you didn't succeed in life, how do you get better? Instead of trying to shy, sh- just shove it in the corner and pretend like it doesn't exist. You, you, you know, you could rationalize anything. Yeah, you sure can. You sure you know, can. But it's all about our response. It's right. all about what we can control. We've talked about this before. It's hugely important. And, um, and coming clean. You know, coming clean is a sign of strength. That's a sign of power, coming clean. Yeah, a sign of weakness is just what you just said, is uh, shoving it off in the corner, pretending it didn't happen, rationalizing this or that, uh, or whatever it might be. Or yeah, like I said, pretending it didn't even happen. Like right. this never happened before, or not addressing it. Uh, that's a sign of uh, insecurities, of weakness. Power, real power is being transparent, being authentic, stating it as it is, and admitting I screwed up. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's a sign of strength, power, true confidence. Yeah, and some people think the opposite. They think, wow, you know, if you if you acknowledge any of your shortcomings, it's a sign of weakness because you're showing that weak side of you, that side of you that's not perfect. And um, they don't come to realize that people figure it out anyways. They might think that they've got the world fooled, but they don't. People know that they've made mistakes. And then by not acknowledging them, they kind of compound it, not only for themselves, but even people's perception of them. People know, people, people haven't figured out. So what's the point of even trying to put on this facade? Because people know, they do. They, they figure it out pretty quickly if you're, if, you're, if you're an authentic or an inauthentic person. It doesn't take long. I think it's important for men because men have this, uh, you know, I'm the um, man of the household, I'm the leader of the pack, I'm right. the alpha male, all of this. Um, I can't, you're right, just like you just said, I can't afford to show any weakness. Um, that's wrong. That's wrong because you're never going to get truly close to others because they're not going to know what to believe. Right. You know what's right, what's wrong, what's you know. And, and leaders of the world today, leaders of companies, uh, leaders in the classroom, everyone wants to. The, the, the people that are following them are smart, and like you said, they're intuitive. They're gonna. They're gonna know. They know. It might be an energetic thing. Maybe nothing they said, but just maybe just the feeling that they get. Right. Um, so why not just be open and honest? And you know, and we talked about genuine confidence, and that is how you build genuine confidence: is figuring out what you're great at, the things that you're not so good at, and obviously, hopefully, steering yourself more toward the things you're great at. But when you do make those mistakes, going out and just making yourself better. And when you do that, 
you start to develop a confidence in yourself because you do something that you didn't think you could do before. And so you have two responses to something negative happening. You can pretend like it doesn't exist and hide it and, and, and run away from it, or you can just acknowledge it and get better. And that, when you do get better, go, wow, I can do this. And little bit by little, that confidence kind of comes in. I think true confidence is being authentic. Um, it's knowing who you are. It's being okay with making a mistake. And when you, when you have that kind of uh, feeling and sense and um, air about yourself, the relationships you create are going to be so much more substantial. And I think that's what we're all searching for. And you know, we talk a lot about sports. I think this is something a lot of coaches especially should really learn to understand is that they have to not only hold their players accountable, but they have to hold themselves accountable and, and stand in front of their team and say, you know what, I didn't prepare you properly this week. I, it was my fault. We lost this game because you know, it was my mistakes, not yours. Those coaches who do that in a genuine way and they're not just blowing smoke you know, just to make the team feel better, but they really come clean they get the respect of their players and those players will go through brick walls for them. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.